fantastic episode of the We Are Adult Show brought to you by Hoppyhead Productions. I'm your host, Sean. Boy! Across the land, Danny. How are you, man? Oh, man. I'm disappointing you just like I'm disappointing my real father. (laughs) It's okay, man. I never had hope for you. So you're never a disappointment. See, yeah, that's that's one of my new philosophies I've decided to take on with life is if you don't ever rely on anyone for anything ever, you will never need to be let down and are disappointed by somebody. If you just expect everyone to be their worst all the time. Yes. So uh, apparently uh, 18, you know, isn't adult anymore, according to some people like because you used to be able to drink at 18. Mm-hmm. You can't do that anymore. You used to be able to smoke it, buy cigarettes at 18. Can't do that anymore. Now some people are sad and they want to take away the voting rights for people that are 18 and bump it up to 21. Why? Just Because, because according to some people, they're ruining the country at the ballot box because like 70% of people between the ages of 18 and 21 voted Democratic. <laughs> Stop the red wave in the recent election. <laughs> Damn that Gen Z fuckers. On the on the plus side though, yeah. as a millennial, you're not getting blamed for anything everything anymore. Hell yeah. I'm moving up in the world. You're you're far more you're more respected than you were yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing in the world is just like whenever people talk about anything, it's just immediately these people are ruining the country. I'm like, man, you're just going straight to blaming. No self accountability, man. All right, I got you, man. I got you. <laughs> and then, uh, like somebody posted a picture of like the election results in Ohio, and pretty much most of the state was red except for like the major metropolitan areas. Yep. And they're like, can someone explain how democracy works to me? And it's like, it's like, well, it's like, how well, the whole state is red except for little parts. If, if, and yet the Democrats won. Can someone explain democracy to me? Because I don't seem to understand it. And it's like, as someone put about the whole country, land doesn't vote, people do. Yes. And I told my wife, Ohio is fairly similar to North Dakota, where there's you can drive for hours at some points and not see a house. Yes. Those farmers own plenty and plenty of land. <laughs> so it just it just makes me sad though, like reading like all the stuff on posts on Reddit about the election from both the left and the right. This is the only time I think I'll ever be both sides are wrong. Where it's just the state of this country where it's become a thing of like we 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 owned the libs or suck it. Fucking Republicans or whatever they call them. I don't even know. I just choose not to believe in them. (laughs) (laughs) I feel sorry Uh for you. I don't even think about you. (laughs) But yeah, man. So yeah, yesterday was the election. I forgot to look to see uh, if we get to vote, if we get a sports book gamble online, or if we have to go to the casinos and do it but either way i is think sports a, voting was that a state thing yes gotcha. there was one proposition that that kept it to the tribes and their casinos mm. and there was another one that let like let like um 
all the online ones come in be actually be legal in the state. Got you. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, we didn't have any state laws or anything go on. We just voted for a couple Congress people. And like one state, like like Board of Education, one person. I was like, I'm not even fucking voting. <laughs> like only one person wants to do it. Like, fuck it. I guess they're doing it. Right, wrong, or indifferent. <laughs> right. Oh, man. What are you drinking, man? So I'm drinking from Bottle Logic Brewing. It is called Technical Challenge. It is an imperial stout with orange. So it's an imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels and finished with cacao. Cacao nibs. And California orange peels. Gotta get that cacao on. It's a collaboration with them and Claremont Craft Ales. Mm -hmm. So they just had to go up the road a little ways, basically up to 57. Um, it says, two teams of star brewers joined forces, forces to create liquid Joppa cakes. And the food pairings are Chowler Hawker, which I have no idea what that is, braised lamb shank, and spiced faucet. Now they're just making up words. <laughs> and it comes in at 13.77%. Oh, Lordy. Uh, it does, it does, I can smell the, like the bourbon and the orange. Oh, man, that's more orangey than I thought it would be because when I said just the orange peels. Mm -hmm. um, there's a brewery in Santa Barbara called Third Window, yeah. and they also have an orange um, chocolate stout where they basically collaborate with like a little fancy chocolate shop that's like literally like two doors away from them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they do a bunch of uh, actual fresh oranges. Mm -hmm. From the area, okay. Oh man, that's pretty. It's pretty amazing. It's called Walkabout. Um, man, this is up there with that. It's basically the same taste. Where it's just like you're just anything like orange and chocolate is a pretty amazing flavor. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the few things that I try to get every year at Christmas time. If I see them, the um, the little British orange chocolates. Have you seen those? The chocolate oranges. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, like it's basically like shaped like an orange and then they have like chocolate flavors and you actually like crack, like when you break them, the part they have the little orange slices. Yeah. You do love um, your orange and chocolate combo. They do have, last year was the first time I saw that they had different flavors. Oh. They had a milk chocolate, a dark chocolate, <laughs> and for if you're in a wacky mood, a zany mood, they had one with uh, Pop Rocks. Oh, Bob, I thought you were going to say white chocolate. <laughs> no, Pop Rocks, for some reason. Uh, gotcha. they're, they're like, fuck that, white chocolate's not real chocolate, so we'll just throw Pop Rocks in here. <laughs> fuck your white chocolate. Get it out of here. We don't want that. Nobody asked for it. Yeah, well, white chocolate's not real chocolate. <laughs> throw Pop Rocks in there. It's it's better. At least it's real chocolate in there. Uh. <laughs> so uh man but yeah like they just you know keep proving that their uh stasis program with the stouts 
are amazing. And I just know that a lot of people are talking about how bottle logic sucks because they can't buy the beer and then flip it for double or triple. Matter of fact, you know, I could probably go to like at least two liquor stores within like a 15, 20 minute drive of me and get quite a few varieties of their barrel aged beers just mm. sitting on the shelf now oh, because yeah. of their expansion. Which is it shouldn't more beer be better if you actually want to drink it as opposed to trying to sell it to people that live back east that can't get it? No man, if you're just trying to sell shit, you need that. You need it to be rare as fuck. So boy. boy, I'm rare as fuck, boy. I'm rare as fuck, boy. Boy. <laughs> uh, you're probably doing your video game. I'm doing that shitty uh, TikTok sound thing where it's like a they show like an animal was getting with the zoomies, and it's like I'm fast as fuck, boy. I'm fast as fuck. <laughs> oh, too funny, man. So what are you drinking, Sean? I am drinking Level Up. Uh, IPA from Yards Brewing. This is Yards is one of the bigger breweries in uh, Philadelphia, uh, across the across the uh, across the river. So this is probably my favorite beer from them. Um, it is a tropical IPA, and it just it just hits very citrusy. Like it's just like you know it's an IPA because of the bitterness, but like you don't. Like you don't get any of uh, the "quote unquote" by Danny Christmas tree flavors. Doesn't taste like someone just ramming pints, no. pints all down your throat. No, um, just a lot of tropical notes. It's just it's very easy to drink. Six six point five percent ABV. It's got some uh, beautiful, uh, you know, classic video game art style on it. Um, so I know they have a couple other ones like this. I haven't had them, but uh, I actually had this one at the brewery, and I found, I picked up a six pack um, a couple days ago. So I could. Uh, Maybe it's what you're saying. Yeah, I, I picked it up. You know what? No, I lied. I pick it. I picked it up yesterday. Time is a hard thing to remember. <laughs> oh, I looked up what Gallerhawker is, Sean. Yeah. What do you think it is? If you had to guess, Gallahawker, Gallahawker. It's one of the thing the food pairings. Uh, fuck if I know, man. <laughs> it is a super fancy cheese. It's the translation is sitting in the cellar. It is washed in wine and spices and aged for a minimum of ten months, providing remarkable depth of flavor, firm yet creamy. This is a wonderful melter and great for an exciting grilled cheese or a way to liven up your fondue. His work, let's see, skipping ahead. His work and patience, and his work and our patient have been rewarded with a new cheese, Chowderhawker, which literally means blah, blah, blah. New cheese combines tricks from his Appenzeller with some extra cream and some additional age. And you can buy it from this shop, apparently the one that is the place that it made it, mm -hmm. invented it for at $40 a pound. Oh, how magical. Fancy cheese. Fancy. So if you're looking up ways to liven up your fondue, Sean, I know how you uh, and the East Coast Jersey Shore have all your fancy fondue parties. I haven't been to one fondue party. Where are these parties and why am I not getting invited? 
I made a. I, I know. I baked some pretzels this week and made a beer cheese. So. See, we like dipping things in cheese, obviously. So, <laughs> yeah, come on. Where's our fan? Where's our fancy fondue party invitations? Yeah, what the fuck, bro? I'm over here baking, baking uh, vegan pretzels with my non-vegan beer cheese. <laughs> I use like a um, habanero cheddar as oh my god dude it was so good i think i just needed i think i needed to grate it grate the cheese more and get i think i needed a little bit more cheese um uh, but i we got it thickened up and it was very very good to uh to paraphrase i mean to quote uh brandon ruth and scott pilgrim versus the world chicken parm isn't vegan <laughs> No, no, no. I thought gelato's vegan, right? <laughs> Just most beer and Oreos. That's all you need. And Slurpees. Don't forget Slurpees. Yes, that is true. I mean, which is why they're healthy and good for you. <laughs> oh, I got no comeback for that. <laughs> did you ever see the blooper from parks and rec where they're talking about they're having like a meeting or something and like they're talking about comeback stories and they're like rocky and they're like they came with different a couple different suggestions and then uh chris pratt as andy characters like kim kardashian and everyone looks at him and he's like they're like what and he's like, she's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure in that video she got some cum on her back. <laughs> terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Man. I heard a new joke, Sean, speaking of terrible. <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid. In a, I'm petrified. In a in a lesbian couple. Which one does the cooking? Which one? Neither. They both like to eat out. No cow no cowbell for you. <laughs> See, good thing you brought two beers, Sean. Exactly. Sean two beers today. Yep. I'm already I'm already through the first beer. It's been fifteen minutes. And we haven't even got another forty five. At least. Got plenty more bullshit to get through. Oh, apparently today is the day the Raiders gave up on the season, Sean. I'm I was told the Packers gave up. <laughs> they put they put um their best wide receiver from last season on the injured reserve. Yep. And their best their best tight end that they signed like a huge contract extension signed it to a new contract in the offseason. Yep. On the injured reserve today. And their best, like, linebacker mm -hmm. retired today. Oh, in the middle of the season, just said, fuck it, I'm just, done? Yeah, I'm done. He retired today. Mm, how old is he? I don't know. Like, 25, 26? Not that young. Not that young. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't know. He's not that old, though, I don't think. But, yeah, he just retired. And even if he's older, he's like he's been, like, playing the best on the team on defense. Jesus. Had, like, an amazing week last week. What the fuck happened, man? And then we cut 
another one of our former first round draft picks. So there's like out of the last like five or six drafts, there's only one of them left on the team from the first round. Jeez. And the Packers Packers picked him up. I don't know what it is with the Raiders and the Packers giving players back and forth to each other. I don't know. Can you get that? Can you uh, send Adams back over? Uh, you mean like how you sent Charles Woodson back over? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so because everyone's like last week, they're like, oh man, we're playing Jacksonville. Do they suck? We're going to win. And then we uh, blew a 17 point lead. And lost. And the, so the Colts, I think we're playing the Colts this week, but whoever we're playing, they fired their coach and Jeff Saturday is taking over like as interim coach who's never coached a game in the NFL. And they're like, this is a guaranteed win. And it's like people, the people on that Reddit were like, um, we thought last week was a guaranteed win too. <laughs> but someone, someone did post a meme with Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky and they put the title of, they give Bill Clinton the title of a 17 point lead and they put the Monica Photoshop Monica Lewinsky wearing a Raiders jersey. <laughs> oh, ah. so, so this uh, last weekend, man, I went to a weekend long beer slash punk festival called Punk in the Park. Punk in so the park. basically, Punk in the Park, mm-hmm. something like that. No, uh, yeah, sure. Okay. That's not very punk rock. That wasn't very punk rock. <laughs> it wasn't very hip hop either, but it definitely wasn't very punk rock. Gotcha. <laughs> I I was getting ready to do another thing. I was like, a man, he, he would just call me out for for screamo. So I was like, I just, I guess I can't do it. No, no. I mean, I guess some people consider screamo punk because there was a. I have a compilation album called "Not All Punk Rock Sounds the Same," and it has some screamo on it. So, yeah. but uh, so basically. It opened the door. The doors opened at noon, and it was the pours were from noon to three, and then the concert went from like basically started at twelve fifteen mm-hmm. to ten. And so as I'm we're there, sitting there in line the first day, and I look and I'm kind of looking, and I'm like I told I told you I was like when I was trying to figure out I'm like something didn't look right, right at normal, and then it dawned on me, and it, they didn't have any glasses like normally you know you go to a beer festival, they'll they'll have little cute glasses with the event. Um, name on the glass yeah which maybe i'm guessing they didn't trust the punk rock crowd from like throwing that at each other's heads during the in the mosh pit i mean i wouldn't trust a beer convention crowd with glass but yet all the time people are then you, oh! then you get the, yeah <laughs> you get you get to publicly shame people oh man so when, like, the way they had it set up was really weird because like right when you walk when you walked in straight ahead there was a whole bunch of there was a bunch of breweries and there was like off to the right there was like some uh, vendors and stuff and then you further ventured further straight ahead there was more vendors and then you went back around and that's where like there was like food and then the stage the well the main stage mm-hmm. um, but then if you walked further in because there was other breweries that were, I knew were supposed to be there but I didn't see them so walking around going towards went over to the second where the second stage was. Um, but they were kind of far apart. Like I was hoping th- that they would be next to each other because we've been to a festival show where they've done that, where the, the main stage and the, si- the side stage were literally like 10 feet apart from each other side by side. Jesus. And you can just kind of camp out, find a spot to camp out in the middle and watch both stages. Yeah. Um, but this one, you had to kind of walk a little ways. And so like, ev- like as soon as one band stage finished, the next stage started. 
Okay, gotcha. So it was like alternating. Right, which is how the other one did it too. Okay, so it was like you. as one band was playing, this band was like what the old the last band was tearing down and setting up for the next band. And then as soon as that band finished, the next band would start up. Okay, that's that's pretty good then. Okay. I would say, yeah. I was thinking it's like fucking battle of the bands going on. Like, no. It's like um I had gone to a weenie roast years ago and I don't know if they did it um other times, but they had like a revolve like a rotating stage basically. Oh wow! Where like like the like they would the stage would go and then like the band would play mm-hmm. and like the other band was in the background setting up the drum set or whatever and then they rotated again and then the next band would play. Do they still do so, the weenie roast? No, they stopped doing that a long time ago. Gotcha. Before co- they, they start, they, they quit it before COVID like, or at COVID? way co- way before way before COVID. Damn. And because they started doing a thing called a like aftershock festival. And then they stopped doing that even for a while. After a while, gotcha. Everybody's gone too, right? Like Kevin and Bean are gone. Oh yeah. And then Striker Striker's gone. Yeah, they. I think they got rid of everybody at KCAL. Um, before COVID, pretty much too. Expense costs. So. Well, no, no. Um, actually, they had the same people at KCAL. One of the guys just retired. Oh really? Yeah. Like Stu. Oh, did. Oh, I know. I know Stu. Was oh, like Stu, Jimmy, and Jimbo. They had gotten. They had gotten rid of those them yeah. a while ago. Yeah, they kept Daryl, but uh, Daryl's like one of the produce like head guys. Yeah. So that's why he. I so that's why he survived the axe. Yeah. yeah. So, because um, I know I know a guy. Um, he does the he does like the Saturday he does like the weekend night shows. Gotcha. Uh, my oh, he does well, he does Saturday night and Sunday afternoon from like noon to four. Gotcha. Mike Zara is his name. Radioactive Mike Z. Mike Z. Mike Z. Hey, oh. He, he has a pretty good. He has this. He has pretty good interviews with people and stuff. And he has a podcast for those interviews that are any range anywhere from like ten minutes to like half an hour, depending uh, on the the guest person, I guess, and the questions yeah. and stuff, and how much time he has with them, how famous they are, or how much time they're willing to give him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's curious. So, I wonder how much like radio stations even make money anymore because I don't think anybody fucking listens to the radio like a lot <laughs> anymore. There's so it, like the right. I think people like you can listen to that. Like if you if they're part of like the iHeart Radio network, I guess you can listen to, um through their uh, app. Mm-hmm. But but like hey, Cal, man, like that's like it had like a definite like box where you got reception. Like if you're driving. On the ninety-one, and you go past like the fifteen. Yeah. As you're driving under the fifteen, it turns into a, a Spanish-only station. I mean, that's definitely the wrong way, though. <laughs> it was when they say they service the Inland Empire, they were being really serious about that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, like they almost intentionally like cut off the signal so they're not they don't get in trouble for false advertising. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Even like X one hundred three point nine would like you'd be able to listen to it a little ways into like Anaheim, yeah. and that was another you know that was a better station. It sucks that they got overran, but it is what it is. It's hard to be a rocker. yeah because he <laughs> yeah Mike was over at X. That's where he started. Well, not that was like his first job, but that was like his first big job in radio was at X one hundred three point nine. Like he was head of the production team, like the not the production, the the promotion team. So like if they needed giveaways or whatever. or You'd go to concerts and they'd be out there like mm-hmm. handing out keychains and stickers and shit. I want a CD from X103.9. <laughs> and you had to drive out there to pick it up? I mean, 
somebody may have technically should have been working, but yes, it did get picked up. <laughs> I think that was the best part of it was like um, where the building was. It was next to a couple, a couple of the uh, the buildings I or a couple of the stores I deliver to, so it wasn't really like that much out of the way. Once I looked it up, I was like, oh shit, I'll just go there, you know, tomorrow and go pick it up. <laughs> nice. Like you didn't have to like spend, you know, a half an hour each way driving out there just for a CD. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't that hard up. Oh man. So, but the like, um, like it was warm during the day, like, you know, like not super hot, but like mid 60s and, you know, my wife was like, oh, it's going to be nice during the day. And I'm like, no, it's going to be warm. The sun's going to suck. And she's like, but it's only going to be in the 60s. And I'm like, yeah. And I work outside. Like, I know. Like, but it's when we got down into, like, the 40s at night. Because mm -hmm. it was, like, in the middle of, like, a canyon with a lake by it. Yeah. And I'm like, dress. And, like, just dress. Where you won't be, like, super miserable when it's warm. But you won't be super miserable when it's cold. Yeah. And so, sure enough, like, during the day, we're standing in line and stuff, and she's like, it's so hot. And I'm like, I know. The sun sucks right now. And then, that, but that night, man, she was, like, shivering, like, like you get, like, visibly, like, shaking, shivering. Yeah. Jeez. And stuff. And so, like, I kind of already planned to leave early both nights just because, like, the parking and situation I knew was a pain in the ass. Because you have to drive, like, a mile or so down this one lane, like, a, a two-lane road. Yeah. Which is the only way in or out. And they had like different areas so, like where the band would go in or the vendors would go in and stuff. And it's like we'd get stuck behind them. And so um she's like, We don't are you leaving because of me? And I'm like, No, I'm leaving because I don't want to get stuck. And sure enough, like the second day in the morning when we were waiting in line, a couple people were talking about how they left at the end of the show. And it took them like almost four hours to get out of the parking lot. Jesus. That's terrible. Reminds me of when I went to um, an amusement park for Fourth of July, and we were in the back parking lot. It was, it was miserable. Like we should have left in the middle of the fireworks show. <laughs> yes, we should have watched it from the car. <laughs> yeah. So we did. I did that one time with my dad. Then was going to a Dodger game, and it was like firework night, and we just happened to park like pretty close to where they're lighting off the fireworks. So as we're like. Kind of getting ready to go, we could literally see them, the fireworks being launched and not just in the sky, but all you know. But yeah, so like both nights we left early and we we're pretty much out of there, like right away. Like we no line really at all. Um, but the open the main hit band Saturday night was Bad Religion. But the band I really wanted to see played before them anyways, uh face to face. I'd never seen them before. Okay. Um and then Sunday night, the headliner was uh um dropkick murphy's Ooh, i'm not gonna do it i know i know you were waiting for me to do it <laughs> i was waiting i was gonna give you the moment of silence for your uh horrible bit that you can do it again but you know there's a few bands oh. like most of the bands i knew or kind of had already wanted to see um the adolescents were there uh anti-flag seven seconds swinging utters manic hispanic which swinging those two utters. bands swinging utters swinging nosy hey at the end of hey oh <laughs> now coming to the stage swinging utters it's a funny man. game you, it is you, man you got me there 
<laughs> um, and then like like Manic Hispanic man, like I knew they had a big following and stuff, and like they they performed, and it was like then like I think that like three guys that just sang, no, that didn't play an instrument, mm-hmm. and I'm like, all right, maybe maybe because I'm not familiar with their music, I just I'm just not into it. And then the other band that really like everyone was like booing off the stage basically was like this band, uh, another like foundational punk rock band called uh, Murder City Devils. Damn, booed off. At- Pretty much, dude. I don't think they got booed off, but people were definitely like, but you could definitely tell who was like the fans of the band versus everybody else. Yeah. Like they just kind of were like, they didn't fit the mood. They were a little, they seemed very like, uh, um, like artsy. Yeah. Um, and their style or whatever, like it wasn't super punk rock and it was pretty slow and stuff. And they were like the third to last band that night. Mm. Cause it was them, uh, Bouncing Souls. And then dropkick Murphy's. Gotcha. And uh I think they're oh, but anyways, um so they're they're described as horror punk, garage punk, or garage rock. Very stylized. That's the word I was like, where they're very like stylized in their like music. Mm-hmm. But um dude, I did not drink that much beer. Like going around to a lot of the vendors, it's like they most of them had like blonde, it was like like the four choices were either blonde, like a uh, pale ale, like a hoppy pale ale, a single IPA, a double IPA, West Coast IPA, East Coast IPA, South IPA, and I'm like, oh man, like I hope people bring good stuff, but I'm, but I guess like it's not like a beer festival, like where you're here to impress. It's more like a beer festival. Where you're just here to get drunk, I guess. But every every everyone was giving out little like plastic shot glasses of beer. It's what the issue was instead of having a, an official. Mm-hmm. Brewery glass. Could you just have an official plastic cup so you weren't throwing away so many cups? I mean, for a while, some like some of them were just filling up the old the ones that you had. You can get them like again, use yeah. them, like, reuse them. Yeah. But then some, but most places were just like handing as you come up, they already have it poured. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Um, and I and I would like space- I would like to tell I would. You should submit a recommendation and say that was a waste of plastic and that they should have just had a reusable plastic cup. Probably, but then that would also probably get damaged too. Mm. And then you'd be out of a glass. Yeah, but in the grand grand scheme of things, it would have been better. Hearing about the earth is not very punk rock song. It should Even though all the bands be. all the bands said that they cared about the earth. And not to be racist <laughs> and don't be like homophobic and don't be a dick how dare i was actually kind of impressed and surprised on day two we saw a couple of uh definite trump supporters nice and it's like 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 and it and, and it wasn't like i'm like stereotyping because uh they dress a certain way necessarily the the let's go brandon shirt was a dead giveaway <laughs> When you make it, when you make politics your life. Yes. <laughs> um, but then, speaking of people that are fans of Trump, one of the breweries apparently got like in a screaming match with the festival organizer- organizers. Oh, shit. <laughs> and uh, basically was told, uh, go home, like, go home and don't come back tomorrow. This has happened on Saturday. Don't come back tomorrow or next year or ever. Damn. Fuck yeah. Um, because 
they got caught pouring after the, the after the deadline of three o'clock. Damn, that's a pretty Which, wait. Three p.m. Yeah, because the the beer the beer part was only twelve to three, and I'm sure that probably had to do with getting like their permitting because it's you know as as much as California is like more beer friendly than a lot of states, they still have shitty beer laws. Yeah, and so I know like hey, you gotta like, have the right from, license. <laughs> right and you have to follow that shit to the letter of the law like exactly because they don't have any leeway and if you fuck it up a little bit then it's done it gets revoked kind of a thing yep and so um like when bottle logic would do their week of logic they had like i was talking to uh this one guy that worked one of the guys that worked there and he was talking about how kind of how pain in the ass it is to schedule it but it's you know it's fun but you know like people like you know they have to definitely watch people to make sure they're not um pouring like the tasters of the beers into like take home containers and stuff. Yeah. That, they can like bottle logic can get in trouble for that. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, so this brewery Evans brewing, um, that they had like one of their beers was like an anti Newsom beer, the, the govern, govern hater, hater. <laughs> um, and then they also jumped on the Cardi B bandwagon with their wet ass Pilsner. Wop. <laughs> um, but I guess, from what I heard, that um, that's like they're going by, like telling everybody, hey, you know, like they'd already gone through and told everyone to stop pouring, right? And so the guy who did it was on his way back from the what, the breweries that were in the back corner, going back to the front where everybody, the main op- main stuff was, and he looked over and they were pouring, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, what are you guys pouring? And there, the guy, people from Evans was like, oh, it's the canned water, it's just water, you know, canned water. Yeah, you know, they have, like, the liquid death. Yeah. And so the guy walked a little bit, like, walked took a couple more steps and stopped and came back and, like, grabbed a can, a be- can and dumped it on the table. And it was, you know, beer. Obviously beer. So not only did they pour after they were supposed to not pour, Trying but... To lie about it. They fucking lied about it, too, to the guy's face and thought they'd get away with it. You know, and the guy that told me we were talking about it, I was like, I wonder if it would have been different if they would have just been, like... Oh man, it's like we we had already opened these beers and didn't want them to go to waste. Like, sorry, we'll dump them out, man. Like, you caught us. Yeah, we fucked up. Our bad. Our bad. Right? And just like, you're just like, hey, we're just trying to finish this can and we're done. Right. Something like that. Yep. This was like we opened this up before you know deadline, but we didn't get it done. Because oh, that was the other thing. They were just pouring out. Some places were pouring out of cans, and some places had actual kegs mm-hmm. that they were pouring out of. Okay. Um. But yeah, so. And that was the thing that with the layout, like I guess, like the the breweries at the front by the front door ran out of beer, like pretty much right away mm-hmm. on the first day. Oh, yeah. And then like the ones in the middle, like eventually ran out. And the ones in the back, like they had, like one of them, I think Modern Times, they said they took home like ninety percent of, the, like they still had like ninety percent of their keg from the first day, Holy and they're going to the second day. Damn. Well, and they because some they did the math too. I was talking to another person, and they did the math, and it was like eleven hundred pours. In the little glasses out of each keg. Wow, that's a lot. It's like three ounce pour, basically. Oh yeah, that'd be like almost impossible to get out. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, man, it was a it was a good time. It was a second annual, um, but um, that like that was my own. Those would be all my two complaints necessarily was the parking situation, which they can't really do anything about because there's no. It's not like they can build a road. You know, yeah, and 
the other was just the fact that like the stages were kind of far apart, which my lazy ass didn't want to have to get up and walk because <laughs> it's like you had to choose like do you want to do you want to watch this band's whole set? Do you want to leave early for this band and catch the like catch that band's whole set? Do you, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like you had to make a you had to make and then I brought my decisions. wife right, and then I brought my wife, so I had to like at some point she's like I want to go get food, and it's like okay, well I guess I'm not watching this band then. <laughs> Uh, times are tough, man. Times are tough. <laughs> oh, you went you went on a little adventure yourself, there, Sean. I did go on an adventure. I finally, 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 finally made it to a Philadelphia Flyers game. For so, I think I have officially been to all three stadiums now. Um, you know, it only took me three years to get to the Flyer Stadium, but you know, it is what Plenty it is. Year isn't bad. Yeah. Um, so we went and I purposely did this because I'm a lazy fuck and I don't want to deal with people. So I was like, I was like, I'm off this week. I was like, let's go to a Flyers game. Like, I was like, it's Tuesday night. Nobody's going to fucking be there. Like, it'll be great. Like, we literally, like, we left an hour before the game, crossed the bridge, parked and was inside with beers, sitting down and had eight and had like 18 minutes left before the drop. The puck drop. <laughs> nice. And that was even trying to just like figure out where the seats were and stuff. Um, so, Danny, I did. I may have made a mistake though, Danny. Yeah. Yeah. I bought club seats. I don't know if I could ever go back to the common area, man. Like, <laughs> once, once you've you lived the high life, and lived amongst the regal. That going back to the peasantry is hard, dude. Like we get, we go up the escalator, and then it we go from like the mass, just you know, you know how the you know how hockey stadiums are. Like the ground level is just packed of people trying to yes move around and shit. Like we took our escalator. Like they're like, uh, "Are you a peasant?" I'm like, "Here's my ticket. I am not a peasant. I I can go upstairs." They're like, "All right, make your make your way upstairs." And we get up there, man, dude. It's just and they, they like like they they uh they play the trumpets and announce you. Yes, Lord Sean has made it to the club. So we weren't like at the like the super expensive like private clubs or anything. We were just in the club seating, dude. There was like a giant fucking bar in the middle. You could just order all your drinks there kiosk you just put in your seat number what you want and then it just brought it to you there was tables that were like iced over like it's fucking uh cold stone so you're just you could put your drink right on to like a cold shelf basically like a frozen shelf it'll keep your drink cold so you don't even have to stand at this you don't even have to sit down you just stand at the bar or at the tables and stuff and watch the game we had like a great we were we were if you look if you're looking down at the hockey rink and you know where the uh the two teams sit we were above the flyers a little bit on the left so we weren't right in the middle we were over to the left but like you could see the whole ice clean we but we were close enough we were close enough to where where they were in like our part of the ice it was really loud with the hits and stuff like that, but when they went to the other side, 
you were high enough to see that. Bathrooms, not even a fucking line, man. I, I didn't even have to wait once. I mean, we went like, we would wait for like 10 minutes after the, uh, the, um, after the break. And then we would go over to the bathrooms, but it was just, it was super easy. And I was like, damn, dude. I was like, I don't know if I could ever go back up there. <laughs> Waiting in lines of bathrooms and ordering, ordering your own beer and possibly letting it get to be, you know, I mean, still cooler than normal, but room temperature of the arena. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just like, I was like, oh my God, I may have made a mistake by doing this. But I was like, it's Tuesday. I'm like, I'm going to splurge to get like the higher price tickets. And they dropped too. So like when I originally looked, they were like 105 and I picked them up for like $90. So I was like, I was like, hells yeah. I was like, but it was, it was, I really liked the seating. It was super awesome. Um, had good crowd energy. Even though it was a Tuesday night, like, shit wasn't sold out or anything, but it was still pretty good. They beat the shit out of the, <laughs> the Blues, though. It was, like, 5-1 at the end. So it was, like, 0-0 at the end of the period after the first period. 3-0 um, uh, after the second period, and then 5-1 at the end. I was just like, damn, man. Like, whoop the sh they whooped the shit out of them. I'm, like, criticizing the Blues. I'm like, dude, why... I'm like, why did you let that guy get open? Like, your goalie didn't have a chance. Like, he, the guy flung it to... Like, did a quick cross pass, and, and he came oh, yeah. it in. That wasn't the goalie's fault. That was bad defense. Yeah. yeah, there's some goal... Like, that's, like... Hockey is definitely, like, a sport where, like, not everything is the goalie's fault. Like, sometimes, you know, but the goalie has to save the one... Like, it's when the goalie's let in the ones they should save. And then you lose by like one goal. It's like you could the game could be like seven to six, and it's like the team like gave up like like left the goalie out to hang for like five goals, but the goalie gave up two bad goals, or and everyone just focuses on those two goals. Oh man, if you hadn't given up those two shitty goals, we would have won. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, no. Did you uh? Did you get to meet the best slash worst mascot in all of hockey? <laughs> no, he didn't come over in the club level. He was. He was hanging out in uh, in the lower area. He was bouncing. He was bouncing around quite a bit. So there was little kids, literally and yeah. figuratively. Yeah, there was little kids playing hockey during the break intermissions. And stuff. oh, those that's always the best. <laughs> they're just them randomly skating around and not knowing what to do. Like I, you don't know, they don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on, but they're just skating. I will. You always say, have the one, yeah. one or two where they're like the the jersey goes down to like the top of their skates. Yeah, and they're, like they're literally. Or black and orange and white and orange so you're like who's i was like he stole it from his teammate wait never mind no 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 he's he's uh he's uh black and orange he's not white and orange no he's good he's good <laughs> but they do that sometimes though too <laughs> they just get caught up in the moment yeah yeah um and then i will tell you like one of the kids this goalie fucking laser right just watching the game ignoring the mascot trying to shoot goals on him like doesn't even read the, the mascot like is skating in front of him and like shoots it in no reaction just dead laser focused on the game and the mascot's like bro why are you leaving me hanging <laughs> but i would give that kid an a plus for uh 
keeping focused on the game because that would be a huge distraction to have a giant green monster in front of you trying to shoot goals at you. That's a huge distraction. <laughs> oh, the, apparently the story with for that mascot or is orange. it like somebody Sorry, is, yeah, orange, orange, yeah, orange. orange. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna let you slide on that one. The other one's green, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah. The one the one at but, the uh losing champ World Series champions is green. Yes. Too soon. So did you go and get your did you get your Astro shirt? <laughs> no. I guess not. <laughs> I was like I was like, uh, I'm not wasting money on that. I was like, they're good. They're good. But uh apparently when they they designed him and like the word got out with the like the design like um drawings or whatever like the preliminary drawings for him and they originally weren't going to make keep him as their mascot yeah until uh the Pittsburgh Penguins like basically tweeted making fun of the design and the flyers were like well fuck you guys he's our mascot now like we hate we hate you yeah. and you hate him so we love him the enemy of my enemy is my friend so that's apparently the story of how Gritty got uh, made official mascot status for the Flyers. Which, if that's I mean, at least that's the story I heard, and I hope that's true because that's a great story. Where you're, you're like, you're like, yeah, this mascot, our mascot, this mascot design sucks. And then the your rival team in the same state is like, yeah, man, that mascot team's design sucks. And they're like, hey, man, all we're supposed to make fun of our shitty mascot designs. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> So, a couple months ago... Oh, wait. I just want to... I don't know if you know this, Danny, but Philadelphia made a record for losing two championships in the same game. So, the Union... Oh, oh same day, yes. yes. The Union, which is the soccer team, lost to the LA Club, because I guess it's not... They changed the name. The LA... The L, no, 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 no. There's there's two there's two football, football teams out here. There's the Galaxy... Got you. ...and the LA Football Club. Got you. Then my mistake then. I'm just I didn't do enough research into this, but so the LA football club beat Philadelphia the same earlier in the day. And just to tell you how people in Philadelphia don't know or care about soccer, when we 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 uh we were doing like a work celebration for somebody who got who took a different job in the company and we were out celebrating. Two of the hardcore Philadelphia fans were voting for the LA team and didn't realize it until like the end of the game that they were voting for the wrong team. Oh man. And then I thought somewhere that the last time the Phillies lost in the World Series. Yeah. The in the playoffs, the eagle, the Cowboys beat the Eagles, and then the Cowboys went on to win the Super Bowl. The Cowboys, oh, went off to win the Super Bowl e. after beating the Eagles in the playoffs. Oh boy, that was that. That's what happened the last time. That happened the last time that the. Uh, so apparently, the Phillies making it to the World Series is not good for other Philadelphia teams. Is basically what I'm saying. Oh, e. We'll have to see how it goes. Everybody's super yeah, gunpo the... on those Eagles right now. Yeah, they're doing pretty good apparently. <laughs> not, not. I mean, not the football season's going on at all. Like, are they even playing football anymore? I thought they stopped the season. <laughs> canceled the season. The season's canceled. 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 <laughs> so, apparently, like a couple months ago, was the anniversary would have been the date 
not the anniversary, but the actual eight in game that all the players got locked into the game on Sword Art Online. Don. Yeah. It was like this year, like over the summer, I think it was, was like, like, cause they have a date in the game, like what day it is. And like, you know, they do countdowns of how many days they've been in and whatever. Um, so apparently inspired by this, the guy that created and then sold the ocular rift. Yeah. Decided that he wants to make, wanted to make the, the suit, a copy of the suit and VR suit set, had set up in that game where you're like, like, full VR suit with the mm-hmm. with the head mask and all that. So it's not just you're seeing it, you're feeling it or whatever. Yeah. And uh kind of what he said he wanted to keep the project a secret so he couldn't develop the whole thing. Yeah. And his uh if you die in the game, you die in real life, isn't it I guess fine-tuned as the one in Sword Art Online. <laughs> he just went he just went like borderline the most American way possible. And he just put little explosive charges aimed at your frontal lobe. <laughs> that if you die in the game, the charges go off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Like the saying goes, I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, I don't know where that yeah. came from. Me. I just remember hearing that. Yeah. But, yes. So, I don't know if this is going to market anytime soon, but it would be pretty... Depending on the game, man. Like, everyone would be very, very careful about what games they played. <laughs> you mean you don't want to play Dark Souls? Or Tetris? <laughs> <laughs> you want to play... You you just want to play... Uh, what's it called? The uh, Star Stardew Valley. Whatever, whatever that... Oh, what's that game? Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing? Yeah, you can't die yes. at Animal Crossing, so that's maybe the game for me. <laughs> right? Professional farmer over here. Farming sim. <laughs> or you can play the game that I've tried to finish, but apparently doesn't want to be finished by me, Sean. <laughs> I, I started playing this game just to kind of see what it was about because I heard it was really po- pretty popular and I'm like, I have no idea why people are into this game. Mm-hmm. But the Power Wash Simulator. Oh my god. What? It's... It, Power wash simulator. Yes. You... So like you start off and you're like, but you're like, like little messages. You have like, there's like messages that pop up about like, either like as you're working on the job, you'll like get details on the job. Like they'll text you and stuff like message you. Like you're cleaning something. You're like, Oh, Hey, this, did you know this? Or did you know that? Or like people will be like, Hey, I have another job for you. And so when you start off, like they're like, Hey, um, I heard you wanted like look interesting getting into a power washing business. Um, I got I found a van for you. You just need to clean it. So you start like the first job you do is cleaning your own van, right? Yeah. And so you clean the van, and then you get go and clean like, um, other stuff, and like one of the things you clean should have got a third beer, Sean. <laughs> one of the, <laughs> one of the like one of the one of the places you clean. Apparently, this couple bought this house at an auction that apparently had belonged to this actress. That had died, like while living there. Yeah. Um. So the house was supposedly haunted. <laughs> and so you like clean the house for them, and like they find stuff in the at garage, like an old car. And so like as you're cleaning the stuff, they're telling you like the history, the story, her story, basically in the game. Mm-hmm. How like the of her acting career and why how she died, how she disappeared, and all this stuff. And then you get like a job for the mayor, and like people have like egged his house right 
and but he wants you to clean the he clean his house, but you're not allowed on his property, so you have to clean it from like the sidewalk because you're a peasant. <laughs> and then later on, like a couple missions later, like you have to go help clean this monastery because the monks have just like have gone off on like this like journey because like the river to like that they use to grow their crops is dried up. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty sure, like the like the lady who's like hired you, who's like wants to be like them to come back in the house, be all clean or whatever. Um, but she's pretty sure the mayor is behind the river drying up. And then later on, like there's like, dude, this game gets like weird, like the story because and like it's all connected together, and it's like how did how and why did they do this? And so as they're cleaning it, it comes out that it's like yeah, all of them just left. They just took like the clothes on their backs, some food, and a whole bunch of eggs. Jeez. And they just leave it and leave it at that. And you're just like, wait, maybe they know the mayor's behind. Like you kind of have to figure things out. Like, wait, did they throw the ma- eggs at the mayor's house? Um, but then it gets like the ma- like the mayor like, has to like flee town because you find out he's corrupt. Um, there's a volcano getting ready to erupt. Like you find these like. Like Egyptian, like uh, like a pyramid just randomly shows up, and like these statues and stuff. <laughs> Aliens show up, time traveling, dude. The story gets bonkers. <laughs> like the more you get into it, it goes from just like, "Hey, you want to clean things? Here's a van. I'll help you out." Here's the, like, here's yeah, the like, van. There's an, <laughs> yeah, because that, like I said, that's the first mission: cleaning your own van. Jeez. And then, like, you go there's like an amusement park. It's just like the story is out, out there, it, but the problem is though, was I got to like the next to last mission pretty much, and yeah. I finished it, and it wouldn't let me continue. It froze, and so I'm reading about it online, and it's like that seemed to be like a common glitch, and so I like uninstalled the game, reinstalled it, went back, and was able to start over. Yeah, I had to do start that, and basically had to start that last pyramid mission over, and oh, and inside the pyramid, there's like a statue of you. It's supposed to be like, and they're like thinking it might be the lost city of Atlantis, but it's like a statue that looks like you, and like <laughs> the, the, there's like murals on the walls of like all the things you've cleaned before. Oh my god, that's so. So dumb. like basically the prophecy, the because pro, like during the um, the uh, when you're cleaning the um, amusement park, one of the things you have to clean is like a fortune teller, and she basically foretells that you're going to save the day. You're using your power washing skills. I don't know, man. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty funny. Just like and like how whack. Not so much funny, like, haha, but just funny how wacky out there the story got involving, like, like I said, Egyptian like mythology and aliens and time travel and corrupt mayors. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. In a game where you're just supposed to, uh, you know, wash shit. <laughs> and I know, like, uh, like uh, when I kind of first started playing it friend of the show solid snack we were talking about how he would be more likely to uh play do, uh subscribe to the xbox games pass if there was like porn available as an option <laughs> and i guess technically this is porn because they have the whole subreddit power washing porn oh my gosh i don't even know what to say have you seen have you seen that subreddit though sean no i have not i can only imagine it's I- random cleaning jobs that they do yeah and it's like i mean it's it's more appropriate i guess out of the oddly satisfying yeah but i guess maybe oddly satisfying got taken over by power washing 
like videos and so they made their own subreddit like food porn it's like what yes why hey man you're not we're not supposed to kink shame anyone all right i there's no unless, kink in unless, this. unless it, I, it's, unless their kink is unless their kink is being shamed then you shame the shit out of it's them it's just basically instagram pictures of of food that people want to jack off to nah no I, I, they made a whole movie about fucking a pie, Sean. Stop it. <laughs> With multiple sequels. Yeah, they... <laughs> oh, jeez. So, you watched an anime, maybe? I did. I did. I, I did watch two... I watched uh, two animes, but Danny... I didn't, I didn't tell you the name of this anime because I wasn't sure... If you were ready for it, my little Padawan, but um, I watched, I started watching probably the saddest fucking anime that I've ever seen in my life. And I was, I was just so surprised at how after four episodes, I was super teary eyed twice. <laughs> and there's 24 episodes in this, in the first season. So I mean, I've, I've made it up to episodes like seven or eight. Um, the that arc isn't so bad, still depressing, but not. Uh, not get nearly much? as. Yeah, not nearly as. It is called. It's called "To Your Eternity." It is the saddest anime I've watched, and basically, it's a story of an entity that comes to earth and it's like it has no knowledge of anything it's just an entity so it so like it lands on a rock and so it becomes a rock for like a couple weeks or a month and then like a wolf like uh dies and falls on this rock and so it learns to take the shape of the wolf and it lives as a wolf and then it meets up with the boy and it ends up taking the shape of the boy um if you're reading the pattern and it just kind of it just kind of doesn't know like how to properly be anything and so it's like so it's it's a little crazy from the aspect of like that piece and even though it's so sad, you just can't stop watching it because it's written so well. Like the like the storytelling is just fucking grade A. Like you're just like, I can't watch this. It's too fucking sad. Like who's chopping onions in here? But you can't stop watching it because like the way it's written is so powerful and that's what makes it so um it makes it sad, you know, because it's not just I, it's not just you know the premise of the story; it's the way it's told and how it sucks you into wanting to you know you want to take care of these characters. So I'm on the call it third kind of sub arc. Like I said, still sad, but one and two you can't even compete, and I I'm curious as where it's gonna go. So it, the story does seem like 
there's like this other entity of higher power that created this orb that does kind of talk to it now here and there. But we also know there's an entity that's trying to kill it for some reason. But we don't know why. Like it's, like I said, it's very early, early on. Like I said, the first season is 24 episodes and the second season is currently playing right now. And they're up to like episode three. So, um... And if it holds true to every ep- anime with 24 episodes, I just wonder how f- much further in you have to go before you get the beach episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Like, that's like, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, it's got, it definitely does a good job of breaking it up, and there's some really nice, wholesome parts. There's funny parts. But man, just the overall, like, theming is very powerful so if you're brave enough and you want to battle the waves of field to your eternity is the anime give you all the feels good luck (laughs) if you need a if you need help getting a good cry in watch this Uh, is that on um what are you watching it on uh oh never mind i'm watching it on crunchyroll so okay i found it um i'm also i also finished up um the last episode of kicked out of the heroes party did you start this one no i did not got you um so i attempted to watch this and after the first episode i stopped watching it and then for whatever reason this season because the all the because of my shift change and because all the animes don't come out on friday saturday and they come out like throughout the week like peanut butter spread i've been watching more stuff i ended up watching episode two of this because i was like fuck it i guess like i started it um it's actually a a lot better than i thought it was gonna be like the first episode i was kind of like it's kind of some weak sauce, and as like the as the anime kept going and it got out of the first kind of story arc, and it got into the deeper, you know, the deeper part of the story, it became a little it came it became more intriguing, and more fun to watch, and to and to kind of explore. Um, I really. So I really ended up, I, I would say this is like a solid 7 out of 10. Like, no higher. Like, it's not great by any means possible. But if you could survive the first episode and you could keep, and you could kind of get into the second story arc, things pick up and get a little bit much more complicated than you think the premise is. Because um, right, like you're not, you don't, you're not like going to sit there and tell everyone you meet that's into anime, like, hey, what's a good anime to watch? You're not going to be like, oh my God, you have to watch this, but you're also not hate watching it. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, there's definitely like stuff to watch. So if you do end up like, because like the description is like you got kicked out of the hero party and just wants to live like a quiet life. And it's like, obviously, that's not the shit that kind of happens in the anime, but it eventually, it eventually gets gets to a good point so it was a 
it was good. I liked the ending. The ending was good. I liked it. I liked where the complexity of things went. Um, you know, there was some, there was some good, like, you know, destiny doesn't choose who you are. You know, you, you still make your, you're still the, the captain in your own life. So they had that kind of messaging. It was good. Not too, uh, not too shabby. So. That was the uh, message of the live-action Pinocchio movie, too. <laughs> and then I finished uh, Romantic Killer. I know, Danny, that you talked about it last week, so I finished up the last episodes. I was not... I don't think I was as big as a fan as you were. I, I think I got burnt out after the first couple episodes into it. Like, I got really annoyed when they brought in the rich kid into the harem. And I was just like, I was like, this is just so painful. And then, like, the ending is so, I don't know. To me, it was way, it, it didn't make sense with the, how the anime was going. Like, it went from a very, like, hokey-dokey you know, anime with jokes to, like, a super serious anime. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? And it, I don't know. I think the ending was just, like, way too much of a stretch and way too much of a change-up to the rest of it to make sense. I know, I know, like, Quattroach really likes it. I know you, you liked it. But to me, I don't think it was really as good as you guys, as the two of you guys think. But that's just me. That's just me on my yeah. uh, on it. So there are. Funny yeah, I did parts, like the change. So... Go ahead. Yeah, I did like how the change went from like you must find love, and she's like, "But I'm just cool, like being friends with him for right now. Like, why do I have to fall in love? I'm just like I'm in high school. Like, why why do I need to decide right now who I'm gonna marry and spend the rest of my life with? Like, mm -hmm. just to appease your game or whatever it is that you're playing with me and taking away the shit that I want. Yeah, you know." I mean, we should definitely just cut the bullshit and say that she's getting with the blonde guy because the the uh, the uh, childhood friend and the rich kid do not have a chance, and neither does yeah. the other one. So, but not, not, but that was a nice twist where it went from like she was like, "Why is this like wizard thing fucking trying to like implant false memories in in me and this other random dude who obviously wasn't a childhood friend." Yes. And then she runs into like kids, like friends that she had known from back then. And they're like, "Oh, what about this guy?" And then she's like, "Oh, fuck, he was a childhood yeah, friend." That was pretty. That was pretty. Like I said, there are like funny parts to it. Like that was like how the, how they drew that out, and that was it was uh, pretty funny. But I thought I thought like the whole like aftermath of that piece was a little bit like I don't know, cringe and just kind of like. I felt like it screwed up the screwed up the anime. I don't know. They just like I thought there was a good tone as it was kind of going through and it just it felt like they would do things that just I don't know, to me it it, it just didn't make sense. So, but that's just me. I don't think it I don't think it's a bad anime. I don't I just think it's more of it's not right for me at the end of the day. Because I know, like, right. you and Quattros have both said good remarks on it. And there are good good quality uh, jokes in the anime that are definitely worth watching. Right. And and the reason why I like, like the change in tone is because it definitely explained why 
not only like explained why the like the the first guy was the way he was, where like girls would come up and approach him and like confess their love because he was like so dreamy and he was yeah. just kind of like, um, okay, but no, yeah. And then um, and then kind of how like he ended up ha- kind of developing like if if not friend at least friendship, but maybe more feelings towards the main character was because she was like the first girl that he ran into where she wasn't like, hey, mm-hmm. do you want to see my titties? You know, like, True. can I please suck your dick? Like, <laughs> she wasn't, like, all over him like that. Like, she was, you know, and then there was a point where, like, the girls, instead of, like, like a couple of the girls, like, tried, like, the a different approach, I guess, with her instead of hating her, yeah. trying to befriend her. Yeah. And I was like, hey, let, if we're going to be friends, can you give me, uh, can you get me in with him? <laughs> and she's like, um, nah, bro. that's on you. That's on you. Like, if I'm not gonna like, I'm 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 his friend. I'm not gonna like put him in a situation where he doesn't want to be because he said he's not in the, ready for a relationship. Yeah. And you know, yeah. so years ago when I worked at UPS, I had these two supervisors. Both were super hot. They were like like had like kind of gone up together like as new as empl- part time employees and they got promoted. Super super cute, right? Both of them. Yeah. And. Um, you know, like I had their, I had, I had their phone numbers because, you know, in case there was a problem, I could text them or if I was going to miss work or whatever. Right. Just, you know? Yeah. And one of the guys I worked with in another area was like, oh man, that this blonde, the blonde one, the, the, uh, her name was Sarah Ann. She was like, she's her supervisor. Right. And I'm like, uh, yeah. And he's like, you have her number. And I'm like, um, yeah. And he's like, can I get it from you? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> He's like, oh man, come on, man. I thought we were I thought we were homies. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I don't I don't know you like that. Like we work together, but we're not, we don't hang out outside of work. We're not cool like that. A. And I was like, B, if you're not if you're not gonna, if you're not gonna be uh if you're not brave enough to approach her at work to ask her for your her number, yeah, then you're not really gonna probably be brave enough to approach her in the right way if you have her number, you know, like yeah. bro, here's like, girl, here's a picture of my dick. Get on it. Right. She's already had she already has enough dudes like hitting on her like face to face. Like she doesn't need some random asshole that she's never met just randomly texting her and then throwing my name under the bus. Yeah. You know, my name out there like, oh, I got your number from uh Daniel Groves. Oh, that's fucking asshole. <laughs> he's already an asshole, but now he's he's like S level asshole. Double ass. <laughs> like she was like, I mean, even if she wasn't, but she was like cool people. Like she would come on like when it was slow or whatever, she'd like go around and talk to different employees or whatever. And like, she'd hang out with me and this other guy, like just talk to us about life or whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't, uh, what, get to know you treat you as a person. No, yes. no, but management doesn't because do it's like, that. Knock it off. Right. That was my point. It's not because she was like a cute blonde, but, like getting to know us. It was more a manage like management thing. Like she didn't act. She was very much not acting like traditional management and like, fucking locking herself in her office all day ignoring us like i've had some supervisors do <laughs> but uh but yeah man like i was just like the the audacity like like this the the line the witch and the audacity of that bitch asking me for her phone number yeah no oh, man that so that's so i'm like when i saw that scene i was like oh yeah man like i've i've, I've been there like like why are you gonna give like why are you gonna put somebody in a situation that that person isn't Want a doesn't want to be in, and B, um, you don't deserve to put. You know, yeah. Don't friends don't ask friends to do like well, like not even friends, but like 
acquaintances don't ask acquaintances to fucking do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man, so I watched on Netflix the sequel to the um I guess alternate universe side story. I don't know if she's a character in the books. I've never read the books. Mm-hmm. But a movie based on the Sherlock Holmes having a sister called her name being Enola Holmes. And so um in the first movie they had his other brother Mycroft Holmes. Um and then the mom is played by uh Helena Bottom Carter. And this is kind of a like a t- story takes place at a time when like women are basically fighting for like the right to vote and 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 uh work and stuff like that, right? Like um and so that kind of that stuff definitely comes up in this movie. I mean, there might be a little bit little heavy-handed, but not annoyingly so. But um like there's a part where she goes to a ball and she needs to talk to somebody and they're like, "Wait, you want to talk to him?" and they're, they're like she's like, "Uh yeah." And he's like, they're like, "Well, what is your chaperone?" <laughs> and she's like, "Um I'm an adult." They're like, "Ladies don't talk to gentlemen without a sh- the gentleman without a chaperone. We can't let you do this." And she like, you know, she breaks the fourth wall every once in a while. She, so she kind of looks at the camera like, seriously? And then like, as she's like talking to the camera, they kind of start talking among themselves, talking about her. And it's like, and I think they're talking about, about me. So, um, what is her name? She, she was in uh, Stranger Things. Um, Billy, Bobby, something. Girl with the boy's name. Billy Bob Joe Sues. Yes. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, Billy Bobby Brown plays Enola Holmes, and then re re uh, adding to his role of people who are both superhero actors and Sherlock Holmes actors. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry Cavill plays Sherlock Holmes. You know him in such films as The Witcher season one and two, but not three. And Superman: Dawn of Justice and Batman versus Superman. Uh, but so. Like the last three, the last three actors to play Sherlock Holmes have all played, also played superheroes. Mm-hmm. With the BBC show featuring Doctor Strange, and the movies featuring Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, and those movies, and I'm pretty sure this movie. Let's see, double check. Uh, no, this wasn't. But, um, the Sherlock Holmes movies with Robert Downey Jr. was directed by Guy Ritchie. Yeah. And I mentioned last week how they were talking about a live-action Disney movie. Um, it's the Hercules movie directed by Guy Ritchie, and somehow he's going to like take TikTok influ- like the influence, some kind of influence from TikTok in the making of the Hercules live-action movie. Like they're gonna be Hercules, or just like one of the main characters? I don't know. Uh, like, but he just said like like as he's directing the movie, like he's like using TikTok friends or something. I'm not sure what he means by that, but he just mentioned TikTok can we get, influencing. Can we get Danny DeVito as like the uh, the trainer? <laughs> That's what people said. They're like Danny DeVito, where we riot. <laughs> please, please. It's the only logical choice. Right? <laughs> oh man, but but yeah. So Enola Holmes on Netflix, both one and two. Um, this one's about two hours long. If you like the Sherlock Holmes, like puzzle solving stuff, like um, Henry Cavill as Sherlock Holmes, like he makes a, a few appearances because he's like 
basically her caretaker because the mom's on the run from the law mm-hmm. for like being a like terrorist pro woman terrorist like 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 in this movie they show a scene where she like blows up a mailbox and then like like all the papers scatter like explode out of it from the that basically say like let women vote treat women like human beings um but yeah so they do that like breaking the fourth wall like that like robert downey jr did and or you could see like the puzzle being solved or you know what i'm saying like they're like ah like looking around the room and then put piecing the putting the pieces of the puzzle together um i'm a big fan i don't know i'm a big fan of that kind of shit sometimes okay um but yeah it's if like i said if you're into the sherlock holmes mythology um it's it's a nice like what if because they kind of change moriarty as being more of like a her villain than a him villain which Mm -hmm. moriarty is basically his like dr doom to the fantastic four gotcha i had to put it i had to put it in a way that you would understand (laughs) dr doom is the only good thing that came out of fantastic four and the sun franklin yeah um oh by the way uh speaking of sons apparently the new superman comic is uh out in which his son is also out um because they canceled his book like like it was like the the superboy book they canceled the superboy book and all the you know get woke go broke crowd was like ah they made a character gay and they canceled his book and it's like oh but they canceled it because they basically wanted to relaunch it as his like under a different title Mm-hmm. Like they they like to do, yes. And I don't know, like the last time they did all this shit, where they canceled a bunch of books and then relaunched them under different titles. They like that was a, they took that as an opportunity to raise the prices of all the covers by a dollar. Went like all the two ninety nine books became three ninety nine. Well, I don't know if they did that again because that might have been a thing too. They did. Here comes more four ninety nine books. Yes, <laughs> oh, dude, it's ridiculous, man. Ugh. Ah. Terrible, terrible, terrible. No, it's not terrible. Following us on following us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Facebook, Instagram, Untapped, all those magical places. You can follow us. Check us out. We'll be uh, we're cruising our way to the good old holiday season where we'll be taking a break, but we got a couple more episodes left. Uh, make sure you're checking us out there. I'll be uh I'll be giving a review of the new God uh, God God of War Ragnarok. I started playing it yesterday, as in eleven nine. So I'll give you a teaser. Or on the or the rest in the rest of the world nine eleven. <laughs> yes, in the rest of the world nine eleven. As as Reddit liked to point out yesterday. Um. Anyways, if you like the first game, you'll like this game. That's all that that's all you're getting as a teaser. <laughs> Alright everybody. We'll catch you next time. Later. <laughs>